you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Street Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis, and with me as always is Devin, and today we have a special guest, Joe Vey. I said that right, right? You did, you did. I appreciate you having me on, fellas. (laughs) Happy to have you, man, definitely. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a three-man crew basically breaking down uh, the pay-per-views. We're going to be talking about AEW All Out, and then in a little bit we'll talk about NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Uh, We're going to be starting here with All Out. Uh, But before we do, uh, Joe Faye, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Oh, man. Once more, thank you for having me on, fellas. I'm a lifelong fan of this art form. Uh, I have my own podcast as well called The Hard Camera. Shout out to the guy, Big Ren. Uh, You can find us on YouTube. Search The Hard Camera on YouTube. Uh, We give our our spin on this art form, and uh, we like to cover from all angles, just like y'all do, man. Um, kind of compare angles to a, to a real life perspective, try to bring some funny, try to bring some life lessons. We, we try to do it all, man. Bring, uh, bring something for everybody. Um, but yeah, man, been a, been a lifer in this game, man. We was talking a little bit before, man, you know, WCW main event on Sundays, uh, Sunday nights on TBS <laughs> and WCW man. Saturday night and WWF superstars on Saturday afternoons, man, wrestling challenge, you know, so <laughs> it, it goes back like that, man, lifelong, lifelong fan, um, as far as back, as far back as I can remember, you know. Well, man, we're happy to have you, real excited to get your perspective on these, to add it to what we do here, so let's get right into it and talk about All Out by AEW, which was in our backyard here in Chicago, um, so yeah, this this show, I was real excited going into it, Devin, you and I had talked about this, you know, yep. with uh, AEW, anytime they're, they're any, any show in Chicago, really, we get excited about, but AEW All Out, this one here, just, you know, the card from top to bottom looked great. Um, and also, too, there were some there were there were wrestlers here that we're not as familiar with. So we're really excited to get to know some of the wrestlers a little bit better. Um, and the wrestlers that we did know, we're excited just to see how, you know, what they would do and how they would take things to the next level for this return to Chicago. So, yeah, we'll, let's, we're going to basically go match, match by match and tell you uh, basically how, how we felt about all of these. So let's start off actually with the uh, the pre-show, which was the buy in. Um, and they had their 21 woman casino battle royale. Um, to decide who one half of the women's world championship match will be when they debut on October 2nd uh, on TNT. Um, they're going to have that championship match. So um, we had picked our favorites of who we thought uh, would, would potentially win uh, this uh, battle royal just to, to, you know, to see who would be in that matchup. Um, I had picked Ali as a pick. Uh, Devin, you picked uh, what Britt Baker as a, as one of your picks, right? Yeah, that, what, that's one of my dark horse picks. Oh, the dark horse pick. Yeah, right? but Awesome Kong was. Awesome like, Kong, that's uh, who yep. it was. That's who mm-hmm. it was. Joe Vey, who who were you thinking going into this was going to actually be the one to pull this out? You know, going into it, I hadn't seen the whole roster, but I was I was watching down and I was seeing who 
um, was involved. I know they love Britt Baker. Um, I know they love they love Nyla Rose, of course, who went on to take it um, yeah. and, and, you know, showcasing her at, at the beginning of the match going bell to bell. Um, you know, I thought with Mar- Mercedes Martinez coming out as the Joker, I thought she had a really yeah. good chance of, mm-hmm. of, of taking it, too. Um, Tennille Dashwood, when she was a surprise, I thought she had a, had a chance oh, as yeah. well. Yep. Um, I'm so from WWE. Yep. 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 So I didn't have a I didn't have a set favorite, but I had a couple people I was kind of, you know, by the way, they were presented. I kind of had my eye on and, you know, um, kind of saw them as people that they would want to start building the division around. So I kind of had my favorites throughout the match, uh, but no set favorite going into it. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about just um, – because we know Nala Rose ended up winning it. So that that part of it, let's say, what do you think of Nala Rose ending up winning? Do you think she's the right person to start this off with and have be in that matchup to help to be one of the two potential faces of the women's division? Do you think there was someone else they should have went with? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I, so I'm, I'm, I wasn't too familiar with Nala Rose before AEW. Um, but I know she is the first transgender professional wrestler, um, openly transgender professional wrestler on a major scale. Um, so I know that's something they probably want to build around without, you know, putting her on display as like, right. hey, look, we have this transgender wrestler. Um, so part of me, you know, not being familiar with her work, but seeing her work with, you know, Rio, um, seeing her work at, at Double or Nothing, I see that there's talent there um, and athletic, athletic, you know, Big woman, I guess is the way to put it. Um, you know, a trans <laughs> with, yeah. uh, you know, with, with skills. Um, but also, you know, putting, putting that diversity on display, which I, which I think AEW is really going to put a concerted effort to, to put that diversity on display. Um, but as far as that, I mean, she, she had a great showing, showing off, you know, what she is capable of going bell to bell in, in that match. I can't be mad at the decision. Yeah. I mean, well, Devin, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, with Nyla Rose, well, first when I when Awesome Kong got eliminated, then I, I was looking at Britt Baker because they were showing her some, some love. Yeah, and I think she was like down to the last woman, I believe, right? She yeah. was, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, oh man, this could happen. But as I'm looking out throughout the whole story, I'm like, they're probably gonna give it to Nyla Rose because she started, you know, in she started in the beginning in the uh, battle royale, so it was cool for her getting that rub and her being, you know, the first transgendered woman. In professional rep, uh, wrestling openly, so and I'm glad they didn't put like a, a microscope on that. I don't think they, they even brought that up right. at all, which is right. cool. They just focus on the yeah. wrestling, man. So that's what it's all about. It shouldn't be about her gender or uh, her transgender. It should just be about the wrestling, man, what she brings to the table. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with you guys. Like, definitely, I think Nyla Rose had a great showing. You know, it kind of. I was starting to see the writing on the wall for it as they kept going through the different waves, and she was still there. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is someone they're really trying to highlight. You know, from a like she she's taking on all of these different waves and being able to hang in there with them. So, um, and, and she had a great showing. I mean, that they, she pulled off a move on the apron. It was like a handstand uh, kick that she had done, which I'm like, yeah, man, yeah. she's real athletic too. So that was really cool. Just uh, you know, her showing that off. Um, so yeah, I think she's a great pick for this. Um, some other standouts too. When I was watching, I was like, they they, they had some great shows. I didn't know Mercedes Martinez was going to be in this, and I loved her work in the Mae Young Classic, um, and that made me want to go and see like some of her other matches too. So um, she's definitely really talented. And and when she was unveiled as that Joker, I actually you know did mark out a little bit. I was real excited seeing her. Um, yeah, she got a huge soul. pop. 
She did. She did, which is real cool that 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 fan base knew who she was because, yeah, yeah. you know, she's definitely just a really talented superstar. So I'm, I'm really excited. Hopefully she sticks around and she's a, a big part of this division. Um, big Swole uh, was actually a really interesting one because I didn't know she was even in the company. And she's actually Cedric Alexander's wife, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, so, that's right. you know, that that was real cool. It was, it was shocking a little bit because I'm like, man, you know, I was hoping she would maybe go to NXT or something. But, you know, seeing her here, I think it's it, it makes sense. It's great because they'll there's more. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like with NXT and with WWE, like there's so many uh, women that they have there already that going over to AEW gives her an opportunity to be one of the top people, maybe right away if, if she can, you know, like stand out right away. So I think yeah. that's it's a maybe good Alexander told his wife, like, hey, this ain't hot right now. This ain't the person you <laughs> yeah, be exactly. Go in exactly. and see what's, what's AEW about trying to let you know something. Right. We're going to fit the mold, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like, they, and she she's cool, man. Like, she has a cool style. You know, she gets down and she's like, swole, swole. And the crowd was saying it with her, too. Mm-hmm. And just like, I think she can catch on really quickly over there. Um, yeah, to Daniel Dashwood, Emma. I, again, I had a great reaction to her, seeing her come out as well. I heard about the signing, you know, when it when it happened, but seeing her uh, in the the AEW ring was a really cool moment. Um, yeah, and then uh, Sadie Gibbs, I think, was kind of a, a standout too for me. I think she did real well, just really really athletic, pulling out like cruiserweight moves. I wrote down like t- she just reminded me of, like all the superstars in Two Hundred Five Live, like she could keep up with all of them basically, which is how athletic she is. Um, yeah, and then ODB kind of stood out too. Like I don't, I didn't know who she was up until this matchup, and so you know the crowd being with her, she came out with the flask, and I could see the charisma already. You know, she got that bandana on her head and everything. I'm like, you know, this could be something. So um, I thought she had a great showing in the little time that she had on screen. She really like captivated that audience. So really yeah, she was she actually in there. TNA. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I had no idea. I had no idea. So, but yeah, overall, man, I mean, I thought I actually enjoyed this battle royal more than I thought I would, you know, going into it. I wasn't sure how I was, I was going to feel. I had kind of not super low expectations, but just didn't know really what to expect. Cause I don't know a lot of the, the women, I know a handful of them, not all of them. And so, yeah, I found myself really enjoying it. And by the end of it, I thought it was really cool. The, the ending there. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes to, to Nyla Rose's chances in winning uh, that championship. I think she, she to me, she probably go in as the favorite. But we'll talk more about that when we get into the, the women's matchup that happened later on to decide the other half of that match. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, bef- yeah, so before we move on, any last kind of comments on that before we move on to the next match? Uh, quick shout to Jazz. It was good oh, seeing yeah. Jazz on the yeah. major scale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, like like you said, it was it was a good it was a good showcase for the past, present, and future of the women. So overall, you're right. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would too. Yeah, I think I hate to compare, but I I think WWE can learn how to do how to how to do a proper battle royale for the women's division because AEW I, I enjoyed that battle royale. Like I was like, oh wow, this is actually a pretty good battle royale for the for the women's division as compared to have you saw in previous bouts in the WWE. Yeah, the WWE, I mean, you know, I feel like sometimes we're, we, we we can be, like, negative with WWE, but sometimes they earn it, you know? And so yeah. Battle Royales, definitely, I feel like the multi-women or multi-person Battle Royales, you know, short of the actual Royal Rumble, you know, they, they tend not to do that great. 
Um, so this was fun. And like the whole thing with the different suits and having different waves of people come out was different and interesting, you know, so I thought that was cool. And the, the way they did the Joker at the end, um, it was fun. It was fun. And I think uh, you got a point there. You do. You do. So we'll see if they, they, they take up the pointer because Vince is watching everything. I'm sure he's, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's trying to make sure, you know what I'm saying, instead of stay ahead of his competition. Um, all right, let's move on to the second match of the buy-in, which was Private Party versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, Private Party members Isaiah Cassidy and Mark, is, is it Quinn? Mark Quinn? Is that you say it? Yeah, Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so, yeah, this matchup. So I had never seen Private Party wrestle. I had seen Angelico and Jack Evans a couple of times. But Private Party, this was my first time seeing them. Um, and yeah, man, they are good. Like these two dudes are, are awesome. Like some of the moves they pulled off. I mean, I'll just jump straight to the finish when they did that, uh, hurricane runner into basically an RKO, uh, to finish this thing <laughs> off. I was like, what the hell did I just see? And there were a couple sequences like that where they were just like, you know, both chaining moves together. They held, there was a stunner or something that happened, but he held on to yeah. it. And then his partner went and kicked him in the face and he was still yeah. holding on to him. Then they flipped over and it was just some other move. I'm like, man, these dudes are on point with us. I like they they did their tag team wrestling. So I was really impressed with Private Party. Um, and Helico and Jack Evans, like I said, I'd seen them before. And, um, you know, my impressions usually are, and Helico, you know, comes out, and I just love this dude's entrance, first of all, just how he saunters to the ring. He's doing this little dance, and he takes his time, like it's one step at a time, doing his little dance to the ring. And then he does the Bernie, taking the jacket off. <laughs> like, you guys are on my time. Like, I'm going to take my sweet time doing what, you know, like getting ready for this match. So I think that dude is cool, man. Like, he's got his thing figured out. Uh, Jack Evans, hyper athletic man like just you know he could, he does the handstands he does the the break dancing moves like he's he's both overall they they've figured it out like they know um what's what their strengths are um and in this matchup i thought it was a great matchup between two teams who have similar styles that high flying style um the chemistry is, uh, was really good i thought um, and yeah, they put on a solid match and private party went over at the end, uh, which I thought, yes, that's, that's the way that that should have yeah. gone in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just, they, they both look great in this. Both teams look great in the heel, the, the turn at the end I thought was good. I, I feel like I didn't feel the, the turn. Like it didn't like, you know, upset me to see that turn. I almost kind of expected it. It kind of felt weird when they shook hands to be honest with you. Um, you know, I'm like, why are we, why are you guys being friends? And then they turned, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that makes sense. That makes sense that they'd be pissed off. So, but um, overall, great matchup. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I see the same way. Um, you know, I saw a private party going over. I know that they're meeting the young bucks. Was it the first episode of yeah. AEW on TNT? Yep. yep. Um, so a, a good one to build them up. Um, and, and like you, it was my first time seeing them, and I was really excited. I'd seen you know vignettes. I'd seen. Uh, I think I saw them a little bit on uh, a couple clips of being the elite. Um, and I know it was a it was it was a match. Both teams were going in zero and two, I believe. So, oh really? So they, I see. I didn't know that private party yeah, was on too. Yeah, yeah. I think they. I think they mentioned in the, in the uh, during the entrances. Um, but yeah, when they and I think it was called the the gin and juice is what they call that finish. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, Perfect. I'm rolling. Perfect. I'm rolling. I'm, I'm I'm down for these guys. Um, so I was I was when they announced it. Cause I didn't know that the uh, I didn't know the uh, the buy-in card. So when they announced that it was coming up next, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I had to give them I had to give my full attention on that one. I'm excited to see more of them. I'm excited to see what they'll do against the Bucks here uh, in about a month or so. 
Yep, yep. Yeah, Plus I'm pretty does. sure going to have some uh, great chemistry with the Young Bucks, but with this uh, in the buy-in pre-show, man, dude, it has some off-the-walls chemistry with Jack uh, Jack Evans and Angelico. Like, man, Evans, he can, he's just so super quick, like a like a you know like a cruiserweight, and then you got Angelico who's just so agile, and the way they were just doing these like cutter moves and stunners on, for from Private Party, like. I think, like, the one you said, like, uh, he kind of flipped over and just hit and just held onto his head like a stunner, and he <laughs> flipped, in, and then uh, Isaac, oh, no, no, it was Mark Quinn that flipped him over again uh, and did, like, uh, I don't know, it was like a suplex or something like that, It's man. even hard to describe, man. It's yeah. Well, you just got to kind of see. You had to see it. <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> had to see it. You just had to see it. I'm not even trying to attempt to do it, you know, talk about it. it was, you just had to see it. Like, you have to watch this pay-per-view, man. Like, these guys are good. And, I, like, like you said, I can't wait to what they can do against the Young Bucks, man, because man. the Young Bucks are just as agile and, and fast, just like Private Party, man. So I'm pretty sure it'll be a outstanding match. So it's definitely seeing them in this uh, spotlight got, got me excited for them in the future, man. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, now let's let's flash forward a little bit to their matchup. Who do you think goes over, Private Party or the Young Bucks? You got him, the Young Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with the can't. Bucks. Um, I don't know if the Bucks will be the first champs because it maybe seem a little, a little predictable to have you know the the guys right. behind the scenes be the first champs. Right. Um, but you know, AEW is is really good at putting over the loser of the match. The loser of the match still getting over in their performance. Yeah. So I see a great no pun intended coming out party for Private Party on uh, AEW on TNT. I see the Bucks going over. Yeah, same here. I, I got the Bucks. You know, like I'm pretty sure they have a strong case from Private Party. Like they'll look strong losing, yeah. but in the end, you can't you can't pick against the Young Bucks. Same. We'll make it three for three. I would say Young Bucks. I just had to ask the question just to see. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> oh man, and I love uh, one small detail that I thought was interesting in their entrance. Uh, the announcer goes from a location where you need a private invitation, <laughs> yeah. weighing in at twenty four ounces of cranberry vodka. <laughs> private party. I'm like, oh man, this is yeah, good. I'm they rolling. had me from the beginning, man. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm in, I'm in, man. Oh, man. Fun stuff, fun stuff. All right, now we're at the main card. All right, so we had SCU versus the, what do they call themselves? The Jurassic Express? Mm -hmm. Is that the name of the team? Yeah, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Marco Stunt. Um, So uh, let's start with you, Devin. Uh, Give us your thoughts on this matchup. This was a fun match. (sighs) Why did SCU have to go over? Because they didn't. (laughs) They didn't need this. That's that's what kind of like pissed me off a little bit. It kind of frustrated me. I'm like, that's why I wanted you to start because we talked about this. <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to let you guys talk. Christopher about because, Daniels is a yeah. veteran. What he needs to go over for, man. <laughs> he could put over Luchasaurus and, and, uh, uh, Marco stunt and jungle boy. Yeah. Like they yeah. needed that when the crowd was all into them, especially over Luchasaurus. They was oh, loving yeah. Luchasaurus, man. Yeah. Like that, that crowd was hot for them to win. And then, you know, it kind of like when they won, it kind of just suck all the air. It was deflating, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, really? It's So, so yeah, I, I didn't enjoy that too much, man. That's how I felt about the match. What about you, Joey? You know what? With AEW, remember, you know, the, the what the cruiserweight division was for WCW? Yeah. I think these opening six-man tag matches are like AEW's answer to that. Mm. And SCU is like the perfect – the perfect crew to start the show. That entrance is over. 
Like, you, how else would you? They had a whole city saying that this is the worst town they've ever been yeah. in, right? <laughs> Everywhere they go, people are glad to say that this is the worst town SU's ever been in. Yeah. Um, a, a hell of a show and out party for Luchasaurus. I um I was not really sold on him when you know watching him in prior shows, but watching him do what he does, I mean, he was flying around, he was getting his yeah. spin kicks off. Um, so great, great coming out party for them. Um, emotionally, I wasn't emotionally vested either way. I just saw a great match. Uh, I guess Christopher Daniels moves you a certain way, Devin. Uh, <laughs> but overall, you know, a fun show and a great way to open show. Man, like, so Fight for the Fallen, I think it was, where I first saw the, this team uh, in action, Jurassic Express. And Luchasaurus had won me over, man. Like, mm. this dude just being that big and be, being that athletic is just, like, it was shocking. So I was really pulling for him. And Jungle Boy, um, back at uh, Double or Nothing, was the first time I had seen him, man. Mm. And just just the talent level, like I can see it. He's a young guy. Um, but just this combination, this group, and Marco Stunt, just they're, they're a fun, young team that, you know, I was just excited to see. Uh, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, I've talked about them before. I feel like with with this team, they they seem like those old veterans that should really just be there to put people over. Like, I'm not really a fan of them as a team because I'm, I'm kind of afraid that it's going to be you. It's funny you mentioned WCW because one of the things that I think kind of killed WCW is when they had the older guys kind of yeah. continuing to stay longer and being on top and going over longer than they should have. Mm-hmm. And so with with SCU, I kind of am, I'm worried a little bit about that with this group, with this group. Like, you know, they they really, to me, should just be there to, you know, engage the crowd. Yeah. Have have fun with people. But at the end of the day, they don't really need to win any matches. Like they just need to put over like all this young talent. And maybe if there's like a super healed uh, group or a stable that they're going against, you know, and just to just to give the fans that feel good moment, if they go mm-hmm. over some heel group like that, cool. But, you know, in this situation, I felt like, yeah, like like you were saying, Devin, this crowd was ready to see, you know, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy just go over <laughs> and win this matchup. You could yeah. feel it, you know. And, and throughout the whole match, I'm like, there's no way they're going to lose this match. There's no way they're going to lose this match. And they lost. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, what just <laughs> And they will let have Marco Stunt take the pin. Uh, which, yeah. I mean, okay. It makes sense. It but... makes sense. Yeah, that's the one where you're like, all right. But it's still, it was deflating. It was deflating. So, you know, it, I'm kind of... I'm kind of good with the veterans actually winning because AEW is still establishing itself. So like us as like the, the super jaded lifelong fans are like, well, veterans should be putting everybody over. But I mean, they're still, I mean, they're what five months deep as a company. Yeah. And so when they start on, uh, on TNT, they've got to establish more eyes and more eyes and more eyes, um, including eyes who, who aren't familiar with their product. So I mean, if they have these established veterans, they can put over, you know, how experienced they are. You know, once they start putting people over, you know, um, and by actually losing, it might mean a little more to, to the fans that are watching. I think that's a great point. I think, you know, they, there is a benefit to AEW from a business standpoint to invest in people who you can trust. Mm-hmm. You know, when having these established veterans being the guys that are, you know, leading and, you know, one of the leaders of the tag division, let's say. And, and, and specifically, they put an emphasis on the three-man teams that they're undefe- undefeated as a three-man unit whenever they all wrestle together. So, yeah. you know, there's something specific about that that they're using, which is fine. Um, so, you know, I just I, I feel like... With, with 
with a new company. My, my take on it would be that you have these young superstars who are the future. Like they were, th- this group right here would be the group that, you know, maybe five years plus, 10 years plus down the line are still around, you know, leading this 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 group. And with Christopher Downs and Frankie Kazarian, I kind of feel like, they're maybe on their way to being retired because isn't Christopher Daniels working behind the scenes too? I believe so. Yeah, he is, man. I think you so. Know, like if it's if if it's short term, you know, if it's just like okay, they're not going to be around for much longer. That's the only thing that I I'm like I, I don't know, but I get your point though about again with them being veterans and you know they they're established. Like there is a benefit to using them that way too. Mm. I just I kind of lean more towards the other way of building the, the new guys, but. But point taken, though, for sure. And, you know, on top with, with Jurassic Express, the just the, the nature of their act, they're, I don't want to say a comedy act, but to an extent a comedy, a novelty act with, with a lot of heart. So I think as long as they show out well enough within the match, they don't, it doesn't hurt them as much to lose as it may, you know, a more serious act. That's fair. That's fair. I, yeah, I don't think. I, well, I, I probably agree with that. It was for WWE. If it was for WWE, but since it's AEW and, yeah. and they're saying that wins and losses matter, then I, then Jurassic has to get some wins. Then gotcha. Otherwise, yeah. they're just a boy and his dinosaur. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh man. Well, let's let's uh, table that one for now and move on to the next matchup, which was a monster matchup that replaced another monster matchup. Um, so this is the replacement for the uh, John Moxley matchup. They had Pac uh, step in for John Moxley, who had a staph infection and could not compete uh, to go against Kenny Omega. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about it. Actually, uh, Jove, why don't you start us off? What were your thoughts on this match? I, uh, you know, I love the story that they told with Kenny in the sense that, you know, on one hand, maybe he was, you know, focused on training for John Moxley. But on the other hand, he was relying on so much of his Kenny Omega-ness that to an extent he may have been overlooking Pac. Mm. Um, and then, you know, by the time that he may have, you know, snapped into it, it was just a little bit too late and Pac was already on him. Mm. So had he been a little more prepared, maybe he would have been, you know, maybe he would have got the W and got the W sooner. Um, but I think a little bit of arrogance played into the match. And then, you know, Pac, Pac with a chip on his shoulder um, was not for the play <laughs> and, and was and was going was was going from the jump. So um, but overall, you know, and I don't want to step on your toes, but I, I really love the redemption story that they're building with Kenny Omega um, taking these first couple L's into to. To, to building what I what 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 I see him being on later on, which we'll which we'll get into later on in the card, but um, being you know quote unquote the best wrestler in the world and still taking those those first couple L's at the beginning, I like the story that they're building with Kenny just as a singular character. But yeah, within the match, I think he kind of he, he kind of played himself out of it and and caught up a little too late. Man, so this is this is going to be interesting because the way you're laying this out, I think it's you make a great point for why it makes sense for Pac to go over Kenny Omega and just the justification for why Kenny would lose in terms of him preparing for John Moxley. Like, it just makes so much sense. Now, I'm, I'm wondering, Devin, what you're thinking, because when we 
talked about this and we did the prediction episode last time you had picked Kenny Omega and you thought that but there's no way that Kenny Omega could lose this matchup and you know, just with Jove the way that he brought you broke that down um I don't know where are you at with this and and the fact that Kenny Omega actually ended up losing this matchup so before the match you know I was like okay yeah Kenny all the way it, it gotta it makes sense to me because it's like so you can somewhat keep that rivalry going with John Moxley because I feel if he was to lose, then it lose some of his steam. Mm-hmm. But the way they told the story, I was satisfied with him losing because they made it seem like, yeah, he was just looking past Pac, you know, and, and Pac was just, you know, just being physical, dominant at times. Uh, just a you know, just a mean bastard. You know, that's, that's what he is. And I noticed yeah. that he had that sleeve on his right thigh, uh, real quick. Cause I, I don't know if you guys remembered or if you know that he had a, some type of hardcore match and he and he was missing a piece of his thigh meat. Oh Ooh. wow, yeah, that's the reason that. why he had that sleeve all the way up to his thigh on his left leg. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, because when I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, he's covering up that uh piece of thigh meat he's missing <laughs> <laughs> protect your thigh meats man right <laughs> but but I thought it was a good match and, and you know what I because of the story I accepted the L for Kenny okay okay um, yeah I, again I think great uh, storytelling for sure um, the behind the scenes is kind of why I picked Pac to, to go over Kenny Omega just uh, with some of the things coming out from the rumor mill about you know why Pac had pulled out from the match he was supposed to have against Adam Page and then you know him coming back to do this matchup I thought you know what there must have been some you know conversation had about Pac you know potentially beating or just beating Kenny Omega to have Pac say okay I'll go ahead and, and fill in and make this matchup happen for you so that kind of you know I'm, I'm using behind the scenes stuff to make that decision but story wise it totally makes sense too with just the way that Kenny Omega even when his his opponent got switched to Pac he's still talking about John Moxley he's still trying to you know troll yeah. him a little bit and saying oh well you're injured where well, I couldn't give a damn when you get uh, healthy you know basically and just still kind of thinking about John Moxley and not paying any attention really to Pac so you know great story told uh, the matchup itself, man, like it was it was a great matchup of two guys with very similar styles. Um, really enjoyed the match itself. Um, that one spot where Kenny Omega, I forget, it was like a kick or something. He tried to do like a downward kick and he was supposed to knock Pac on his head and Pac lands on his head, but then does a flip to his feet and just kind of yeah. stood there like posing. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, <laughs> like we're in for a crazy match. Like the way he did that and Kenny's face, too, was like, what? Like, what does this man just do? Like, you're for it now, man. You overlooked the wrong dude. So, um, yeah, great matchup. I I mean, Pac, a.k.a. Neville, to those who aren't familiar with his his, uh, other moniker here, um, he is just, uh, gosh, I I loved his turn in WWE when he became this kind of heel character, um, almost like a Game of Thrones kind of like. King of the Cruiserweights. That's what he called called himself. Yeah. I feel like that's where all of this kind of started. You know, it's just he was just pissed off with just being disrespected, you know, and like people not acknowledging him as the greatest at what he does. And so, you know, it's just carried over. And he just looks just so angry and pissed off every time he shows up, you know, on screen. I just love it. Like his 
his his facial expression, just he 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 is committed to this character. And so, you know, during this matchup, like he's just a scary bastard when you watch him. Like that moniker fits him. Um so I'm really excited to see what they do with him in um in AEW on TNT, hopefully he's one of the main uh, uh, cogs in that in that uh, for them on that show. Um, and then for Kenny Omega, yeah, I, I totally agree. The redemption story is building for sure. He lost to Jericho, you know, and I he won. I think one of those matches uh, uh, was Shima. it Fighter Fest. Yeah, yeah. Was that Fighter Fest? Well, he, they won the tag match at Fighter Fest, yeah. and then there was a match at Fight for the Fallen. I think that, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but then the the two, I guess, two of the major matches, right? The the uh, the match for to figure out who was going to fight for AEW's World Heavyweight Championship, and then you have this big grudge match he was supposed to have against John Moxley, you know, who's coming from you know the rival company, and then he gets replaced with Pac, and then he loses this match. Like he's just not looking so hot right now. Right. So, like you said, he's supposed to be like the the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. So, when they get to TNT, it's going to be interesting to see how they play that story. So, yeah, I think it's a great great storyline they're writing for them, and uh, I'm excited to see it on TNT. Yeah, man. So, I see. I wonder since we're talking about uh, not Neville, I was getting ready to call him Neville, but Pop, <laughs> because formerly of, known as Neville now, right? Formerly Pac. known as Neville. I, I was wondering because. Because of AEW, we already have like uh, tag team belts getting ready. Uh, we already have a you know a main championship belt. Are they going to do like a mid card belt now? Because I think hmm. that would be perfect for should Pop. They, so you think they should? Well, hmm. So here's here's my quick thought on that. Is I feel like that is something they could do in the future. I think you don't rush into that. I think you focus on building these main world titles, right? You're going to have three major championships. You've got your world heavyweight championship. you got the women's championship and the new tag team championships. You build those up maybe for close to a year. And then next year you can unveil this mid-card championship. Now, Pac, I feel like he's kind of putting himself in that heavyweight championship conversation by beating Kenny Kenny Omega, who just – you know, in his last matchup, major matchup was fighting the guy who's, well, we'll get into the main event now, but, you know, he's fighting Chris Jericho. Um, and so that all to me kind of screams heavyweight champion, you know, like he should be in that conversation versus mid-card championship. Like that to me, there's some other guys that I could see kind of fitting into that a little bit. A guy like maybe MJF, I think, could be in that conversation or, uh, you know, a Sean Spears could be in that conversation. Um, you know, uh, Darby Allen could be in that conversation, yeah. uh, but Pac, I feel like, is is in that heavyweight championship conversation more so than mid card. But um, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I, uh, you know, with the roster being so big, I completely agree. You know, you, you establish your main titles, your your women's title, your tag team title, your heavyweight title, uh, or rather your world title. I, I I noticed that during the main event, not to not to jump too far, they they didn't say world heavyweight champion. They said world champion. Ooh, okay, okay. So I think they're gonna I be see that written really, here too. They say AEW World Championship on the yeah, official yeah, page yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're making that distinction not not to be so stuck on weight classes. Right. But no, I, I completely agree. Establish those three titles, but they have so much talent on their roster and and not and not just independent name hype but just really talented people um so you take that year to build up that whole that talent i think aw is the perfect company for a tv title mm, yeah let them get a tv champion bring that um, back yeah yeah, bring that yeah. Back and, love, yeah and, i missed that in wcw yeah man. you know 
Um, and not to keep comparing him to WCW, but there's a lot of similarities. I mean, Cody being behind it and his 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 tie to the to the old company. Yeah. But I think AW would be perfect for a TV title. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Give him a little time to to build up the main titles. Give him a year or so. Um, kind of like AW or not AW uh, NXT, NXT did. The, the North yeah. American Championship yeah. is is relatively new still after all this time. So give him a little time and they'll they'll, they'll slowly add it in. I got faith in their in their title building um, process. Yeah, man, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, yeah, let's let's table that one as well and move on to the triple threat matchup. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and a crackle, cracker barrel clash is what they call this yeah. matchup. I didn't even know what this was at first. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What are they calling this? What are the rules of this going to be? So, <laughs> <laughs> But one thing we did know is that with these three guys, just the style of wrestling that they usually do is going to be some kind of hardcore match, just crazy stuff being pulled out. And, yeah, they didn't disappoint there, man, in terms of just, like, shock factor with some of the things that they did. Just um, putting Jimmy Havoc in that chair and then putting the thumbtacks in his mouth and then taping his mouth shut. What is that? Like, what? I've never seen that before. Yeah. I was covering <laughs> my mouth when I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, my God. The thought what the of hell? that. Like, what yes. is, like I, it just, like, kind of made me, like, I was swallowing something, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, like, freaking out just I'm seeing like, that, man. There's no way he didn't just accidentally swallow a thumbtack just now. Is what I'm thinking. There's no way. And I when he finally got the tape off, he spit some of the tags out. Yeah. Like, he was holding them the whole time. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, that's another thing, too, because I'm thinking, okay, maybe they did it where they just poured it, but it didn't actually go right. in his mouth. You're like, maybe they figured out a way to do that. But, no, he, he untapes his mouth, spits them into his hand, and throws them at, I think it was Joey Janela. He threw them yeah. in his face. I'm like, yes. what? what? Do you actually put those in his mouth? Like, this is some crazy sick dudes, man. Uh, What's wrong with you? So, anyway, but it was Man, entertaining though. Really entertaining matchup. Um, you know, predictions wise, we basically were torn on either Jimmy Havoc or Darby Allen for this one. Joey Janela, we just kind of figured, you know, yeah, he he has a shot, but really it seemed like Jimmy Havoc or Darby Allen. I picked Jimmy Havoc, Devin, you picked Darby Allen. Um and Jimmy Havoc went over, he did. Um, which to me it just for the reason why it said that, and I, I I don't know if this is the reason why they picked him, but I'm just thinking like this in this style of matchup, Jimmy Havoc I think is is trying to they're trying to establish him as the king of it, like he's yeah, the sickest of the sick bastards yeah. that they have in this company, and so to have him this when this match kind of puts him on the top of that that hill, on top of that pyramid of all the other guys that are going to be similar to him, so it was just kind of establishing that dominance is what I thought. But man, great showing by all these guys. What uh, what did you think, Devin? Let's go to you. Oh, man, I, this is one of my favorite matches, the hardcore match. Yeah. Bro, man, Darby Allen got to hit this coffin drop sooner or later. <laughs> like, come on, man. I think that needs to be the thing, though. I think he needs to keep missing it until it's like. No, oh, he got to hit somebody with it, man. When, like, when I get it. You got, the, you got the championship. <laughs> 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 That's when I'm winning. <laughs> like, oh, like, I get it. He, you know, you got this big ass barrel. Like you, you're definitely. I ain't taking that bump. I don't care how much money you're oh, playing me, bro. 
but it, it still looked great visually, man. Yeah, but man. I was like, come on, you gotta hit somebody with this coffin drop one of these days. You're like over two right now, oh, man. Two, at least, at least. Oh, spectacularly yeah. too. Spectacularly over yeah, yeah. two. Yes, oh, yes. God, just like just exploded, man. It was yeah, oh, it did, oh, it did. It, it was like everywhere, bro. Like man, yeah. they and I love this Target. They was using everything, Cracker Barrels, this. Tables, stable gun, oh, stable oh, gun. Jimmy Havoc was a fool. He grabbed the stable gun. He started stapling himself. Oh, I was God. like, dude, yeah, <laughs> he's sick, man. He's sick. yeah, oh, yeah, man. man. But it, it definitely, man. It, it was like it was one of my favorite uh, matches, Darby Allen. My favorite slot was unfortunately when he missed the coffin drop yeah. with yeah. the barrel. But it was still a great visual, though. But oh, man. you know, I, I was happy with the result. Well, another spot too that was kind of funny was uh, Joey Janela. Wasn't he like set up on a chair and then they had done a yeah. move? Oh, the the yeah. monkey flip and he landed yeah. it. And yeah, he, landed, yeah. he was still sitting in the chair and he crossed his legs. He's like, "Oh, I'm okay, I'm good." I'm, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, this is genius." Oh, oh man. man, I uh, Darby Allen is going to be a star, man. Yes, yes, a star, hundred percent. Such heart, never say die attitude, and he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's got it all, man. He's got this 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 dark gimmick. I I I hate to keep comparing him to Jeff Hardy, but he is like a darker yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff Hardy. That's a yeah. great comparison. The yeah. smaller, never say die guy who was gonna do whatever it takes to win, even at his own detriment. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at his own detriment. There's something about hardcore matches. I think it's just the 2019 fan that like. It uh, and, and I saw this comparison too. Watching um, Johnny Cole, Johnny Cole, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole at the yeah. last NXT, yeah. like the crowd booed when it wasn't thumbtacks. Yeah. In the bag. yeah, we talked yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I was with him. I was disappointed. I was. I was. <laughs> you too. I was like, oh. <laughs> it just, and, and I probably just sound like 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 good old Jr. You know, with, with some of his commentary, but like maybe just the older fan in me, like what's it going to take for superstars to kind of like not have to rely on such drastic measures to entertain the fans and because the fans i mean at this point we're desensitized to a lot of things like Mm -hmm. two minutes to a hardcore match you you're chanting what tables you want you know what i mean because you know you're going to get them yep yep so that's kind of my overall thought on a hardcore match overall but yeah it was a really enjoyable match um yeah, Darby, Darby Allen has two highlight reels of missing the the, the coffin drop. <laughs> you can go to YouTube. And they probably made gifs of multiple times. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty yes. sure, man. Oh man, I, I'm telling you, just keep on missing them until that television oh, championship no, match. No, no. And you then would you say that too. We know man. you're going over, and then, when, then now we know when it means something. Then you you yep. get it. Uh, the crowd will go dust the, the minute he yes. finally hits that oh, man. Yes. <laughs> like Ric Flair coming off the top when he finally hit the the, the axe handle. Yeah, <laughs> we know what's happening when Flair goes up top. He's getting yeah. he's getting tossed. He's getting tossed. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! Well, big shout out to Jimmy Havoc, man, using something simple as paper to oh, do a paper oh, paper I forgot, about that. bro. Oh, that was I, I had to come. I was like, ooh, like he put it between <laughs> your your fingers, then he did it on the like the corners of your mouth. I'm like, yes. oh my yeah. god, yeah. bro, that's just smart. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> just squeamish during that. Yeah, man, with paper, just with paper. So simple, so effective. Yes, yes, Gosh, simple so piece good. of paper. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
Oh man. So yeah. And we talked about it too. Like this was a de- definitely a match of the night candidate, which it, it yeah. lived up to that. You know, there were some, some other, there's one other match we're going to get to that is a big rival for in, the, in that category in terms of the match of the night. So we're almost there. But uh, this one, when I saw it, I'm like, Ooh, it might've, it might've done it. It might've done it. So um, great. Big shout out to all three of those guys involved in this matchup, man. They killed it. So, uh, and Jimmy Havoc won, but it felt like, you know, they all, you know, showed up great. The crowd ended up being the, the winner because we were all entertained. Um, yeah, it was great showing, great showing. So happy to happy to see that matchup. All right, let's move it on to this the Dark Order matchup against the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Um, so Dark Order is a team that, you know, we're a little bit more familiar with. Best Friends, I hadn't really seen. Devin, you too, right? You weren't really Yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew nothing friends. about Best Friends, but Evil Uno or what they used to be called Super Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, yep, yep. So, yeah, just um, an interesting matchup here. Uh, Jove, why don't you talk about this matchup? What, what were your thoughts? You know, for me, this match was not bad. It was not a bad match. But for me, this is kind of where the night kind of started to go left for a while for a little mm, bit yeah kind of kind of slowed down yep. um not that it completely lost my attention um but it was just kind of the standard match man i, I saw dark order going going over just because uh, a buy in a tournament works better for heels to establish him a certain way um but honestly for me the highlight of the match was the was the post-match shenanigans to be quite honest <laughs> 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 which we'll get to oh, but man. the match yeah match was decent but it was just kind of there for me just kind of there for me yeah, what about you, Devin? You know what? We, we, we both pick Evil, uh, no, Dark Order, because I, I think we just had a feeling that, you know, they was going to go over. And, and so fully right, you know. And, you know, and that was a good point, Jove. The match did slow down here, mm. and I kind of drifted more to my phone on this match. Yeah. You know, when I catch myself doing that, I'm like, it, it lets me know I'm, I'm kind of paying attention half and half not, so... So that's a good point that you mentioned. Like, you know, it really slowed down. But I, I was still somewhat into it. I love their entrance once again. You know, they got their acolytes, and you got Evil yeah. Uno got his throne of of his uh, – I forgot what he called him. Yeah, uh, what, are the, what are those people called? The, the – oh, gosh. Oh, what are they? They're like his minions or whatever. Yeah, whatever. disciples yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Freaking looking, the way they move. They all got the gimp mask on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but. Man. But it, it it was a it was a decent match. I, I just enjoyed the ending though. The ending was hot. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Lights go out, come back on, and we've got Orange Cassidy in the middle of the <laughs> ring, hands in his pockets, just posing. Man, too and, cool. Oh, oh my god, just the spot <laughs> where he what does he do? He runs across like uh, goes from the ropes, goes through the ropes, <laughs> hands still in his pockets <laughs> the, whole the whole time, and the glasses stayed on. And the glasses <laughs> stayed on perfectly. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? And you know what? To be honest, I had never seen Orange Cassidy before in the ring. I'd never seen his work. I just, I, I didn't Same know. here. But yeah. I was so taken by this dude's character and just what he was doing. I'm like, is he really going to keep his hands <laughs> in his pocket the whole time? Just like pulling off moves and just kind of taking, you know, helping out. Because I guess he was there to help out Chuck Taylor and Tremperetta, yep. you know, with this. Yeah. So, so uh, Joe Vay, do you have background on Orange Cassidy that, to fill us in on? The first time I seen Orange Cassidy, the only time I saw him was at the uh, the buy in battle royale uh, at double or nothing uh, and he wasn't actually part of the battle royale but he he got involved he had a face-to-face with tommy dreamer where he uh, you know the daniel bryan kicks where he's kicking he kicks your legs and yeah. then so he kicked he was kicking tommy Dreamer, but he was kicking him in slow motion 
because he's so cool. And I just, I'm not, you know, I'm not really big on comedy and wrestling. But I laughed out loud <laughs> at Orange Cassidy. And Tommy Dreamer just watched him like, yo, what are you doing? And eliminated him thusly. But yeah, when the lights went out and lights came back on, the crowd went crazy. And I was like, okay, it's about to, be, it's about to get real. Um, best suicide dive I've ever seen. Oh, hands <laughs> down. Hands down. When Dude. when when I saw him do that, I'm like, did he just really did suicide that <laughs> with his hands in his pants? He, he didn't even budge not once. Didn't not even budge. like, oh, I might have to do it. Might have to, you know, right. my hands like, no, he just did it like too cool. He like he remind me of Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. Right. That's who he reminds right. me of, right. man. Just just cool, bro. If you if you to look oh, up a definition man. of cool, you see a picture it's of Orange Cassidy right yes. there. Oh, it was insane, and then you had the best friends do their hug. He's just, you know, and he's just chilling, chilling in the middle of them between them while they're hugging, like nonchalant. Dude, I don't know if he all, he all, man, yeah, that hug was great. That was, that was just, he was in the middle, still his hands in his pocket. Yes. Either side of him, they both hug, and he's just kind of still standing there looking uh, cool. With his yeah, that was a great shot, man. I'm uh, like, what is this? Yeah, um, low key, too, I was thinking about uh, switch to anime just for a quick second. Um, best genist from My Hero Academia. Uh. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, basically because he's wearing this all jeans outfit, right? The jeans jacket with the jeans pants. Best genist, basically his entire his superpower is that it's it's like the threads of his of his jeans. He can like throw those at people and kind of wind them up in this like fabric and like throw them around or whatever. But his look, it's all jeans. He's got like jeans yes. pants, jeans jacket, jeans shirt. Even his face is covered up to like the nose with jeans. So, you know, I just thought of him real quick. I'm like, man, like that's the that's the real yeah. the wrestling equivalent of that's genius. Anyway, so that's kind of <laughs> Yeah, that's a good comparison for anime. Yeah, yeah. Oh and man. I, I I'm just I, I'm thrilled about Orange Cassidy. Now I'm like, all right, I wanna know more about him. I can't wait to see him. On yeah. uh, AEW on TNT now. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. want to see more hands in pockets. Uh, just, <laughs> oh, <bro. laughs> just I never seen anything blow, like that. Man. It was just too no, smooth. Like it. No, <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and like you said, hey, this is the part where the the show seemed to kind of. It was almost like a bathroom break type of matchup. Unfortunately, mm. I hate to say it, but it kind of was like that point where I was like, okay, I can take a little bit of a break here. And then that happened at the end to kind of pick it back up a little bit. Yeah. So it was, it was. I was glad they had that moment uh, waiting for it to, to happen for this matchup. Um, by going to the next matchup, it was the women's match uh, between Riho and Hikaru Shida um, for to see who the other person was going to be uh, in that matchup that they're going to have for the women's world championship on TNT. Um, the winner was going is going to go on to face Nyla Rose. Uh, the winner ended up being Riho. Uh, she defeated Hikaru Shida, which it's interesting because Rio wasn't even on the website, so Devin and I both had picked Hikaru uh, Shida to end up winning the the matchup, just just based off of that. Um, but seeing the matchup, I thought it was a good matchup overall. But I, I did find myself kind of like tuning this out a little bit. Unfortunately, I just wasn't that into it. I think both both of them are talented, 
it's just there was something missing for me in this matchup. And like you said, like, you know, the, the previous matchup kind of had me going, ah, gosh, I don't know. And then I felt good, you know, with Orange Cassidy showing up. And then this one happened, and I'm like, okay, it kind of brought me back down again. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I can see it. I can see the, the talent level of both, both wrestlers, but the match just seemed kind of flat. I don't know what you guys think. No, I completely agree. Um, I wanted I wanted to care more. I did. I wanted to care more about the match while I was watching it. I, I saw they were they were trying to play off the size difference, but yeah. the size difference wasn't big enough. No, to really tell that story the way that they could with you know Nyla Rose and Rio. Um, like I said, yeah, not a bad match, but yeah, this match combined with you know the Dark Order tag match before it, this was kind of where it felt like maybe this show might be booked a little too long. Yeah, um, but it set the point. stage for the top three matches later on, kind of bring the audience down to get them into those matches. But yeah. you know, nothing technically bad um, in the match. Just uh, I, I, I wish I cared a little more for it. So setting the stage, but you know, it, it was what it was for me. Yeah, once again, this was another match. I was half in, half out. I don't no. even know because. I think it it was because of the size difference. Like I'm like this girl's like 95 pounds. Like, <laughs> I think that kind of just took me out. It t- you know I couldn't suspend my disbelief because, because they am. they even mentioned the commentary. Like man, she's not even 100 pounds. Like she's right. 95 pounds. I'm like, why is she suplexing like a girl twice her size? Bro? <laughs> I'm like, this doesn't even make sense to me, man. <laughs> so I think that. You know, kind of just literally took me out of it, man. But, you know, it was a decent match. But with that in play, you know, I, I can, you know, really, I can care less. Now, looking at the we, – we got a good look at the women's division for AEW. Um, what, what's uh, your general take? Because we, we, we talked about Nyla Rose and how we feel like it's a great person to choose to be in this matchup. Um, but we, we got a good kind of look at the, the division from that Casino Battle Royale and then seeing Riho and Hikaru Shida. So what, like, I don't know, what, what do you guys think of the division? Because I hate to compare to, like, NXT or to WWE, but inevitably my mind kind of goes there to look at, like, you know, the gaps there or just the similarities there. There between the two, um, but just overall now, just as a division, um, what what are your general thoughts on this? Like, are you still excited about the division? Are you kind of nervous about it? Like, where are you guys at? You know, I'm I'm myself. I'm excited for it. Um, they had a great foundation with the Casino Battle Royale, it, and it helps too that the AEW fan base generally cares, genuinely cares for wrestling mm-hmm. overall. Um, and, and including women's wrestling. Um, so you can tell, I mean, you know, they've got the foundation of wrestling, right? With, you know, with the match they put on uh, with yep. Rio and Hikaru Shida. Um, but they also have, you know, the, the dramatics with Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong. Yeah. So you've got your you got your fix for everything, but all of it is taken seriously and presented in a genuine manner. Um, I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's something that they're really going to actually take the time to truly focus on and not just market it or brand it as such, um, but truly put the work behind it. Yeah, yeah. I think if you would have asked me that question before all out, I probably would have went. I, I probably would have gave you. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about their division, but since I saw mm-hmm. that battle royale, it gave it, it shined enough light on their women's division to uh to basically give me some confidence. I'm like, oh okay, I'm I'm worried about nothing really. 
yeah. this battle royale was pretty good. So, yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm excited for the women's division because I thought, like, I'm like, oh, man, NXT women's division, hands down, got this. But actually, their division on AEW side is pretty good, man. It's pretty solid. Yeah, full disclosure, I saw the main card of the pay-per-view without seeing that the, the buy-in uh, when it actually happened. So live, I didn't see the Casino Battle Royale. So when I first saw the Rio uh, Hikaru Shida matchup, um, you know, I had no context for what had happened before. And to be honest with you, when I saw that match, I was a little concerned for the division. Um, just looking at the the way that that matchup kind of didn't have me engaged, you know, I was like, oh boy, I hope I hope that like I'm I'm curious about now what's going on with the rest of the division because if if this is kind of a sign of things to come, then they they they're going to need some work. Um, but then later on, having watched uh, gone back and watched the 21 Women uh, uh, Battle Royale, I was actually really excited you know just seeing just overall the the diversity of it and just the different styles and the there's just they have so much talent there because like with Riho and Kurushita you can see the talent there it's just it, there is just something missing overall but I feel like there's enough of a mix of wrestlers that they'll be able to to build it up um and and mix up the matchups and, and find ways to have it fun like Nyla Rose versus Riho that underdog story is going to be kind of interesting the the uh, David and Goliath matchup that, yeah. that's going to present. I think it'll be really fun to watch that story unfold uh, in that in that matchup. Um, to your point, Devin, I, it's going to be hard to believe Rio could beat Nyla just the way that you know they keep talking about Rio and how like tiny she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just ninety pounds versus you know this just you know like beast of a, of a wrestler, you know, and Nyla Rose like she's she just it's going to be hard to see. So, uh, but overall, I think the division, seeing that Battle Royal, it was so fun watching that Battle Royal that I felt really good. And I think Kenny Omega is the one that's taking the the reins of being like the guy who's booking that and and like finding the talent for that. So I really have a lot of faith in in Kenny to really just continue to help develop it and to build it up too. So just I want to throw that in there as well. But yeah, yeah, definitely after seeing that Battle Royal, that's where I really felt good about it. All right, so let's move on to the final three matches, uh, first of which was Cody Rhodes with, well, not just MJF. I said I have MJF here, but he had his whole crew with a cool entrance <laughs> with the, like, Star Trek, which we'll yes. get into, um, and versus Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard. Um, so, yeah, that Cody entrance, man. Oh, man, it was it was fun. Um, he had uh, Diamond Dallas Page there. Uh, he had his wife, Brandy Rhodes, there. And they had their dog, which... I felt bad for the dog because I think the pyro <laughs> freaked the dog out and he it did no part of being right. He, he was trying anymore. to get back to backstage. Yeah, he's like, no, no, not going there. Did you hear all that? Why are we going that direction? Let's, right. let's go to the back. So <laughs> and MJF had to hold on to the to the leash. I saw the whole switch and everything. Yeah. Like, oh man, poor dog. But uh, man, it was fun. It was real cool. Then you had Captain uh, Cody as the captain, uh, Captain Cody or whatever they were trying to do there. It was it was fun seeing just the whole like them having fun with the situation so that was cool um yeah sean spears entrance was interesting too like just the spotlight on him with the hood and everything like this dude they're really trying to i'm trying to figure out what are they trying to build him as like a like a monster or is it just that he's a heel not to be messed with like like what what do you guys think of sean spears and like the way they're trying to build him up i you know, similar to Pac in that he has that chip on his shoulder, being you know coming from where he came from. Yeah. Um, I thought he should have won this match. I had him going over on this match. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Cody needs his redemption for the, for that vicious chair shot. 
But if they're really going to, you know, make Sean Spears a player, even if it was, you know, by, you know, nefarious means, some kind of mm-hmm. shenanigans, yeah. maybe Tully gets involved. Um, I thought the, I thought we were going to see the MJF. Well, I shouldn't say turn. Oh, MJF yeah. is definitely they uh, teased it. not a baby face. <laughs> Subtle. It was teased. I didn't think it was yeah. going to happen, but he held that chair. And I'm yeah. like, mm, what are you, what's, what's going on, man? Is it too soon to do this? But Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. too soon. Too soon. Not for yeah. my boy MJF. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That, yeah, it looks like they're going to be the, the, the slow, subtle – because we know it's coming. Oh, yeah. We, we know it's, it's coming. It's um, they know they'll keep teasing it. Uh, me personally, yeah, I thought I thought Sean Spears should have won. Um, Cody has really found a way to like. He's got a flair for the theatrics. Yes, he like does. Yes. perfectly. Yeah. He doesn't have to be the main event, but everything around his matches just has the perfect amount of drama. Whether it's you know the Arn Anderson interference. Um, which everybody loved that spine buster. He still throws it like it's 97. You know? Oh, man. Yeah, he does it. He's just it's so yes. pure, man, when he does it yeah. still. It Never great. lost a step with it, man. No. Man, still. It was it was smooth. <laughs> um, but, you know, going back to, you know, his match with, with, with Dustin and that the, the drama around mm-hmm. that, Cody mm-hmm. has a flair for the storytelling aspect. Yes. And then the match, not that the match is secondary, but it's 1B. Yeah, it's the story, and then the match. You know, it's like the match surrounds the story. He's he's definitely yeah. found a niche there. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to see what he does with the with the weekly show. Yeah, I this is this is a match that I I enjoyed. I love the beginning because it kind of speak to my my nerd my inner nerd because I'm a big <laughs> Star Trek fan. I, I watch all the Star Trek, Star Trek Enterprise, and Voyager, and Deep Space Nine. You know, I've seen them all. <laughs> <laughs> so when I saw them dressed up as Star Trek and then Brandy as seven and nine, I don't know if anybody noticed that. Once again, my inner nerd is coming out. <laughs> she was dressed up as seven. I'm like, ooh, seven of nine. So as soon as soon as I had how she was dressed up, I, I immediately knew who she was trying to be. Uh, but your point to uh, you know giving this ability to have for the for the the theatrics, like he knows how to tell a story. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed this storytelling. Now, the way the story was told, uh, maybe Sean Spears should have went over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I thought maybe you know I picked I picked Cody Rose to go over, but I thought MJF would get involved, and that's the reason why I had chosen him. Yeah. You know, maybe it would be you know maybe MJF would get involved somehow, but but no, he he didn't really get involved. In fact, he was in the way. Yeah, uh, at times. Yeah, so I thought, okay, maybe Sean Spears would get the win because this is the way the story's being told. Uh, and I figured, like, him, you know, coming in new as well, like, I think he will want to get that rub right away. Like, you know, even by nefarious means, you know, he'll attack this or, what, or whatnot. That he will try to – or he will go over. And, and that's what I believe, man. So that's why I'm a little confused uh, on the end result of this match. Yeah, yeah, because again, I, I'm trying to understand what they're doing with him. Because again, I, at, even in the entrance, like it's like, oh, you know, you see him, and he just looks so in, like intimidating, yeah, and they, yeah. you know, that that the spotlight on him and everything. He had those contacts, slow too. walk, and he had the contacts, you know. And then the story that he has with Cody, yeah, like that in that situation, that guy should win. Cody doesn't need this win. 
But Sean Spears could have used it for sure. It would have helped build him up and continue to propel him uh, to be even more feared and more, get him more heat from the fans to go over in a match like this. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure what the what the plan is for him now because now that he loses, you know, and he was undefeated too actually in the in um, yep. AEW, so they could have built an undefeated streak. Um, so I, I just I, I don't know. I feel like you know with with Sean Spears, it's to be continued. We'll see how they how they do with him uh, when they premiere uh, pretty soon. But um, overall, the match was fun. Like it was a good matchup. Um, like everything you guys are saying about the storytelling, I thought was great. Um, so not really much to add there. I'm just the confusion. I think we all share is, is probably something yeah. that a lot of other people share too. We're just not sure what is the like where are you going now? Where, where are you going with Sean Spears overall? Like is because he doesn't he kind of loses a little bit of that um, you know that 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 fear that intimidation factor having lost that match in that way. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of gone away a little bit. I think bit, it so. slows down his momentum a little bit, yeah, man. Because he, he was kind of hot going in. He was. You know, this, this story, this botched movie he had, and they kind of just rolled with that yeah. and used that story for, for the catalyst yep. uh, for their rivalry. So, like, yeah, he had everything going in the right direction. And then they go with this, you know, this crazy result of uh, Rose going over. Yeah. And plus bringing in Tully Blanchard almost seemed like – null and void like yeah. his interference didn't help as much as it should have so right yeah, yeah like what was the point of even bringing him there if he was gonna yeah that was that was that was strange that was strange mm-hmm. but you know overall though i still did enjoy the match so it's not to take away too much from the match but it's more about sean spears like just the story they're yeah. telling with him it's now like okay what where, where are you going from here because that momentum is definitely halted with this move oh yeah, yeah. i did have a quick question about his theme um, is that Josiah Williams doing his theme? Ooh, um, the guy that did, did uh, Adam Cole's uh, yeah. rap. Ooh, yeah, it works for it works for NXT thing. now. It sounded just like him, and I saw my whole Twitter timeline asking the same thing. And if it was, I mean, I wonder how they they made that work out, you know, considering Man. he is under that NXT contract now. Yeah. But it's one of the little, little slight trivia questions because the theme is kind of hard. Yeah, <laughs> the theme is kind of hard. So. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up and see because yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. But that that is an interesting little point there, just to you know, with that cross promotional connection. Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll try to solve that before we're done with the show here. No doubt. Um, all right. Oh, you're gonna now, use your 3D uh, perspective yeah. over there <laughs> <laughs> for that. Well, no, nah, I just use Google. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> All right, so man, let's talk about this tag team matchup, the ladder match for the AAA World Tag Team Championships: the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Junior, and Ray Phoenix versus the Young Bucks. Man. Oh boy, <laughs> this match, man! It it's 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 one of the best tag matches I've seen in, in a long time. Yes. Like I, I just, you know. I, I was I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I mean, the spots there was some that were scary. I'm like, what? <sighs> what? What are they? I mean, I don't want to jump completely to the end right away. I will get there, but just overall, I mean, from from the beginning, like their entrances, like you just well, the, even the promo video that they were using uh, to to sell the matchup, like it just did a great job of. of getting us there and then the entrances I like the young bucks coming out in that the, what was that it was like a the the mask the, what was like a goat mask with the horns or whatever I think yeah, there was Mexican it, style mask yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it was kind of like mocking them 
Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I felt. You know, it's yeah, like, I, I felt that too because that's just the yeah. young bucks. That's what they right. do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I thought that was cool. Them face to face, you know, and then when they were doing the the zero fear Lucha Brothers, then the young bucks were like zero huevos. You know, yeah, zero yeah. Oh, like, oh man, okay, and the crowd okay. going with them too. Yeah, man, I, and and just a special shout out to the crowd as well, just being engaged this whole show and just like like you said, that's that doesn't work everywhere. You know, so for this crowd to be like paying attention to it and to like catch what the young bucks are doing and to help them kind of get that over a little bit and, and make that a thing, I thought that was cool. So I just wanted to throw that in there for for crowd participation. But um, yeah, Devin, why don't you go in and jump in this match and talk about just like some of your favorite moments and how you uh, felt overall, bro? Like first of all, this match was insane. I was seeing stuff that I didn't think it was possible to do, <sighs> like. First of all, I think was it Pentagon Jr. did like a wraparound sling bait, sling blade. Oh, I was yeah. like, "What the hell?" Like <laughs> no, no, no. He, he did it so so smooth, and then I, I see, uh, I think it was Matt who did a Canadian destroyer off a ladder. Yeah, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, and, and yet I saw it with my own eyes. I'm like, my eyes are deceiving me. Did, did I just literally <laughs> see that? And no one got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like a botch move. It was, it, it was just insane, man. It was, it man. This they they definitely hit the ground uh, running, man. With this, like as soon as the bell rung, fast pace, tables, chairs, you name it. This this was definitely matching the night. Uh, I don't know if it was match of the match of the week for me or the weekend, but we'll talk about that in the next we'll session. Get but, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm teasing a little bit. I'm teasing. But definitely matching the night for me, though. And I, I enjoyed it. One of my favorite tag team uh, matches. And I'm glad they're definitely, I'm glad AEW is putting the emphasis. And I say a strong Man. emphasis on tag team wrestling because yes. tag team wrestling is probably one one of the uh, best aspects for, for me of, yeah. of uh, for wrestling. I, I yeah. love tag team wrestling. You know, yeah. in WWE, I love tag team wrestling back back in this day when it was hot, you know, when they could have main evented. Uh, but here, you know, nowadays it's, it is what it is. But AEW, man, I can't wait for. I'm just I'm just so excited for the future for uh, tag team wrestling, especially with this tag team tournament they're going to introduce too. Yeah. Yeah, man the uh, the the destroyer off the ladder and then the destroyer off the ladder through the table, like. <laughs> I was sitting there like, yo, I can't believe they just did this destroyer. Oh, I can't believe they just did this destroyer. Oh, like, I lost my mind. Like, they topped the destroyer with the destroyer through the, with, oh yeah, I lost my mind. I can't even get a sense out. Um, the Bucks have this way of like, because they're beloved as a tag team, but they have this way of still being heels in the match. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, coming out with the masks, then unmasking. Oh. At the end of the match, like oh, Pentagon Junior, yeah, yeah, and and they they you saw his Matt face for a good second if you would have paused. I it. felt right. that. I yeah. felt that. I felt so bad for Pentagon Man. Junior. You know, like because I mean, it's, it's obviously like a planned spot for them for sure. But yeah. just that moment went so perfectly to me, honestly, yeah. that I felt like or like I hurt, you know, seeing him because I know how much that means to them to mm-hmm. keep their identity, you know, secret and have the mask on, and it just felt so bizarre to see 
see like his face, you know, for that split second. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, oh my God, no, I, like don't let that happen to him. And so right. he get his mask and put it back on his head. And, you know, I was just like, <laughs> I was in it. Like I was like in the story. So it was just like such a, such a crazy moment that I just thought went really well. Oh yeah, and it paid off well with at the end of the 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 package pile driver onto the ladder. Like Matt had to pay for that. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. Dude, he paid for it. That, he was, I thought he was dead, man. Like, habitual was... line steppers. <laughs> right. yeah. He had to pay for it, so the payoff oh, was man. great. Absolutely, it just the and the I, I would say a slight nitpick, but I wouldn't say it's a nitpick for the match. I think it's just how they're kind of structuring tag team wrestling with AEW. Some of their tag team matches have this way of like over choreographing certain aspects. Yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And so, like. It, the it, ladder spot. So, like, there was a ladder yeah. spot where they had ladders on either side of the ring, and it was kind of like they were looking at each other, and yeah. it was almost uh, yeah. the way I took it was it was like both brothers were threatening the other brother not to exactly. throw his yeah. brother through the table, and so that's how I kind of made an excuse for it. Right, but it still was like, how is it that you guys are both in the situation like, <laughs> at the same time? Right, both yeah. Yeah. vice versa. Right there. Yeah, and vice versa. Yep, yeah. Yep. yeah it was, it was <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, the tag team matches have those moments, but but that's my only minor nitpick. I mean, they were doing things. You know, you compare it to like a WWE ladder match where you can tell that they're like contriving a spot with the ladder. Yeah. But the way that they naturally combine, like toward the, the beginning of the match, some of the like the the tight rope springboard moves they were doing, combining the ropes with the ladder mm-hmm. in a way that just felt so natural. I was I was very very impressed by that. Um, overall, great match, man. I can't say enough about it. Yeah, same. I just I, I love this match overall. This was my match of the night. I mean, the the uh, triple threat match that we had talked about earlier, that hardcore match uh, or the cracker cracker barrel clash um, was definitely was winning up until this point. And then this match happened. I'm like, yeah, no, it's 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 Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. This is it. What was I thinking? You know, so <laughs> just it, it had me and just having I was rooting for the Lucha Brothers so hard to win this matchup because the Young Bucks had won at uh, double or nothing. And I'm just right. like, okay, I want to see Lucha Brothers win this one. They pulled it off, and it was just such a great moment for them. Um, now let's talk about the post-match uh, uh, antics that happened here with oh. uh, LAX showing up, basically, um, and kind of jumping both teams. Uh, so what, what, were, what was your guys' reaction to that? Because that was a big moment. Excitement, man. That pop made it worth it for me. They took the mask off. Because that was my guess. I was like, okay, this has to be LAX, right? As I, I, right away, I said, yeah. it's LAX. It's yeah. got to be. Absolutely. But when they pulled the masks off, like, and I'm sure that standing in the ring, they had to be wondering how they'd be received, right? Yeah. And so that pop made it worth it for them, I'm sure, and for me at home watching. So it, it made me, like, want the revival in the Usos just to just jump ship. <laughs> just to see as many great tag matches as I could see. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. This tag team division, they got, they're starting out with the tournament on day one. Like, yes. they've got so much great talent under one, under one roof that just uh, unlimited excitement. I'm ready. They tell you stories right. Slow down with the stories. They've got unlimited, unlimited rivalries to go through. I'm I'm excited. 
I'm dude sorry. man you you saying that seriously like <laughs> taking some of the best tag teams from just all over the, the, the usos that just just bro. fan booking a little bit just to see the usos versus the lucha brothers or Tom. the young bucks versus the revival like what, 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 my, my mind would be blown like that's it that, it's, all, it's over with <laughs> Man, that's that's rockers versus brain buses right there. Yeah, that is that oh, is oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, old school versus new school, basically. Man, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. And you oh, you know they got like a a built in rivalry already. Mm-hmm. You know because of you know after revival yep. you know, yep. right. so, yep. so yeah oh yeah, man like, but when I saw LAX appear I was like oh bro and they got they got the huge pop and I'm mm-hmm. not surprised they got a huge pop because they're in Chicago and and Chicago is a hardcore wrestling yes you know yes, hardcore yes, wrestling yes. fans yes you know so they they know uh they know indie they pretty much know all the indie wrestlers so when they mm-hmm. got that pop I was like cool hell yeah yeah and and, and Man, bro, I can't wait for their uh, tag team uh, turn because this is a strong tag team division right it's now. It's strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, and kudos to AEW for picking, like I've seen a little bit of the schedule for the, the first couple shows, for picking smart cities on the East Coast where they oh, know yes. they'll be strongly received. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't, they didn't go to you know some small town in the Midwest. They did, you know, Pittsburgh. I want to yeah. say Boston. You know, yeah. Chicago. Come back there. So they picked smart cities. Yeah. To to cater to that style of wrestling fans. So kudos to them on their scheduling. Absolutely, that's a big part of it. You know, like you get the right crowd, and then it'll it'll just help build that momentum. So it's just like you said, big shout out to them for doing that and booking it in the right places. So yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited for tag team wrestling with AEW. They care so much. I mean, the Young Bucks are it's, it's that's their baby, their brainchild in terms of just like the the division, the way they're building it, the teams they're bringing in. Um, so it, it, there's a lot of excitement around it, man. With more to come. Um, so excited for that. All right. We are moving on to the main event, the match for the AEW World Championship. Chris Jericho versus Hangman Adam Page. Uh, We had been talking a little bit about uh, this matchup and just, uh, well, I'll just go ahead and say it. Chris Jericho, we just felt like he needed to win this matchup because they're going to TNT and he's just the the guy who with the crossover appeal and just he's he's ready for that spotlight um with adam page I, you know my personal opinion on him is just i've ne- i've never really been sold or bought into adam page um i feel like he has potential like i can see the pieces but i just don't feel like he's there yet um and it's to the point where i was kind of getting a little bit down on this match to be honest with you on uh, yeah, as far as just like feeling like it was going to pay off and really deliver in this situation, being the first ever uh, to, to crown the first ever champion. I'm like, is Adam Page really the guy to put in this situation? So I, I, I don't know. I just wasn't really excited about it. Um, seeing the matchup. So in this matchup, the first thing is I did like Adam Page's entrance. You know, he came in on the horse, you know, as a cowboy with the bandana and everything. So I thought that was cool. Just adding the pageantry to the matchup a little bit. Um, and uh, just I think Adam Page in the ring, he did everything he could. I think he poured his heart out into this matchup to try to make it the best he could. So I do want to give him credit for that. Um, having said that, I still kind of feel like it left me thinking there maybe was a better match that they could have had um, for crowning the first ever champion. Um, even though Adam Page put everything out there, I just don't think it was quite enough for this 
first matchup. Um, Chris Jericho, you know, he's Chris Jericho. Like, it's just, I'm not going to, I can't really, I can nitpick a little bit with Chris Jericho, but I think that, you know, Chris Jericho did his thing and it felt, it felt right for this matchup. You know, he, he got busted open and bled, you know, and added that extra drama to it, which I felt was good. Um, I think the match needed that. But uh, yeah, overall, I just, I don't know. I just felt like the whole, through the whole match, I was just waiting for Chris Jericho to get the victory. I was just waiting for them to, to raise his hand. And I was kind of worried a little bit at certain points that, you know, is Adam Page really going to win this? Because he kept doing certain, uh, certain moves towards the end. And I'm like, oh, man, they're going to go to TNT with him and so Chris Jericho. I don't know. <laughs> like, this is actually going to happen. But, um, you know, I think they made the right choice by at the end of it, Chris Jericho ended up getting the victory. Uh, so he's the first ever AEW world champion. Um, and I think that that was the right choice. I think Adam Page is a guy that I do want to see, uh, you know, continue to develop. And, and maybe at some point he is ready for that big stage. But just my personal opinion, I feel like there maybe was a better matchup. Like that, the Jericho uh, feud that he had with Kenny Omega, you know, and the way they were building that in Japan, like that to me, if that had been for the AEW world championship to crown the first champion and then had that in Chicago, oh my God, like that just to me would have been that like grand matchup that I think would have done it for me um, in this situation Adam Page I think honestly and Devin we talked about this I think yeah. MJF really kind of like messed it up for me with Adam Page where it like MJF's promo at Double or Nothing just drowned Adam Page and Adam Page didn't say anything and I'm like, I was like Adam Page who? Yeah, I'm like, man, this dude, like, and why is MJF not in this matchup? Why, why is Adam Page here? We need to just switch this real quick and just put, somehow, find a way to get MJF there or just, you know, catch someone else because Adam Page just kind of just got destroyed by him. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I just, it, the match, again, I just felt myself kind of waiting for it to be to be done, and it was done. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, let's go. Jove, what, what were your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, you know, I, I I completely agree. Adam Page, um, I see the pieces there too, but I, you know, I, I'll start with the positive. That buckshot finisher, yeah, gorgeous, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great finisher right there. Yeah, um, he may need a secondary finisher. I don't know if that's something he can hit on everybody, but right. the people he can hit it on, it, it looks great. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to see you know the creative ways he can pull that out. Uh, but no, you're right. I see the pieces with Adam Page, but something about the build of him all the way up to it. It just didn't seem like he was the guy. Yeah. Um, it was kind of more like he's a talented guy and we're giving him the rub by being in this match and by letting him be in the ring with Chris Jericho. Um, but, yeah, going to TNT as a new company, um, it's, it's twofold. Chris Jericho is a name that wrestling fans know and love. So putting him on, you know, that major network as your first champion, that's a great look. And also, the money's in the chase. So letting Chris be the first champ, being this monster heel, the super entitled, give me a thank you, Chris Jericho. I'm still <laughs> like, waiting. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Like, the build to who eventually beats him, I have my ideas about that, but the build to who actually beats him, that's, a, that's, that's, that's great TV right there. Um, and, you know, building up that, that chase, building up that reign. So I see a long reign with Chris Jericho. Um, as for the match itself, and, you know, at first I couldn't tell, and I still couldn't tell if, if Chris, you know, bl- the, the blood definitely added to the match, especially as a, as a receipt for him making Adam Page bleed. I couldn't tell if yeah. it was hard way or if he bladed, but um, I think that's kind of where the match dragged a little bit. Like, it slowed down some. 
as if they were trying to, you know, temper the bleeding. So I, that's where I couldn't tell if it was hardware or not. Um, and there were certain parts where Jericho kept kicking out of things. And if I'm seeing this bloody guy continue to fight and kick out of things, he almost looks like a courageous babyface. Instead of the asshole who deserved to bleed. Um, That's a great point. Yeah. And then once I finally came to that conclusion, he like shoved the referee a little bit. So I'm like, okay, get your heat back. <laughs> you know? Get your heat back. So overall, though, yeah, I think the right guy won. Um, I, I see a great story being told with, you know, super entitled Chris Jericho. I don't know if y'all saw his post match promo. Um, after the show, it was it was hilarious. There's got to be a clip on YouTube of that. But yeah, overall, you know, it, it did what it's supposed to do. Establish Adam Page as a guy to to watch, but you know, let you know Jericho is the guy. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought what everybody thought in this room basically. Yeah, Jericho is going over, and I don't think not once everybody you know. It was one single fan in that stadium that Heyman Page was going to win. I think that was the problem with this match. It was just too predictable, meaning who was going to win. If you would have put, like, Kenny Omega, maybe in a pot, uh, you could have, like, I don't know, maybe Chris Jericho could lose. You know, you could have threw that in the mix, and it would have made it more entertaining. Here it was just like, all right, man, let's just get to the result, because we already know who's going to get the belt. It makes sense. So I think that was one of the reasons why it didn't work. Uh, But... Some spots in the match uh, were cool. I think when he hit that buck shot, I'm a shot. You know what? Shout out to the ref too, man. The female ref, uh, yeah. how she uh, she was kind of that close yeah. call, and she in the way she just, you know, she was like, she just kind of oh, went out so. of breath. He was like, oh my god, yeah, it was that close, that close. Yeah. I was like, did oh, she like man. back down Chris Jericho too? Oh like, yeah, because like, uh, Chris Jericho kind of just pushed her out the way, the gave her a shove. little shove, yeah. a little love <laughs> tap on the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and she strong, was like, "Hey, right? you're getting my face." You know, pointing at him. She was like, "Get back to wrestling. Get back to the fight." I was like, "You're damn right, ref. Get on him. Get on him." He was like, "And you know, you saw Jericho put his both hands up. I'm sorry. You know, basically, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get back to this match." Yeah. So some of that, some of those, some of those spots were cool, but in, you know, in the end, you know, it, uh, in the end, you know, Jericho won. The right man won. And I think that was the issue. Like, you know, Heyman Page, I'm not going to knock him down, but I think he's not there yet. So if you would have had somebody who who was ready, main event ready, it would have made for a, a more entertaining match. You know, not it would have made it, it would have made it so predictable. You would have went in there like, all right, it can go either way, basically. So, Jove, you mentioned you saw somebody beating Chris Jericho eventually. Who, who's that person? Why don't you elaborate on that a little bit? You know, I see a long reign for Jericho, um, one, to establish AEW, um, to establish the championship, putting it on a strong champion, a strong heel champion to, to develop that chase. Um, I think this road, this Chris Jericho road, leads to Jericho Omega 3, mm-hmm. where Omega, who's on his different path, he started out slow. Um, he may end up doubting himself a little bit, but finally finds, you know, gets back to who he is. He 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 builds up the rankings. It was it was interesting to see, and I didn't see it all night that uh, they were putting like the records next to their name. Oh, uh, I know I didn't notice that. I saw it, and I didn't see it until like the ladder match. So I didn't go back to look and see, but they were putting like their records next to their names. So I was like, okay, they really this really means something. So I like Kenny, that. Okay, I, I need to go back and I see that. Yeah. It. Yeah, so I think Kenny eventually builds his record up. Jericho goes on his tear, and then you finally get a the 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 
the final redemption for Kenny Omega, and also the conclusion to their trilogy. Um, so I think you, you you kill two birds with that one big stone and yeah. and, and and build that story up. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, you had alluded to it before, you know, we're talking about the redemption story for Kenny Omega and just that and the way you're talking about Chris Jericho and him having the long title reign. I think that's perfect. You know, just having him like really building that prestige up for the title, because that that's how you do it is you get hit. You give him that title for a, a, just a long period of time. Um, let him hold on to it. You know, you can have, you know, another maybe a rematch with Adam Page, but go over again if they if they want to. Um, and just have Jericho kind of be just build up his dominance. Uh, but yeah, Kenny Omega, I feel like is the matchup. It's, it's the matchup that I want to see for the title is Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. And so that part three, man, oh, the build up for that could be so perfect. So I, I love that idea. I think that that's hopefully that's the way that they go with this. Um, I guess another question I have, too, is so we Devin, we talked about the face of AEW. And like, who should be the face going into TNT? We did that previous to the, you know even uh, talking about the the pre view and like yep. who all these you know was going to be in this on this uh, card. So now having seen this card, having seen you know just the, the whole layout, the lay of the land for AEW with with All Out, um, where where do you guys stand with who you think um, is the face of AEW and who you think should be the face of AEW? Let's let's start with you, Devin. I'm a, I still feel like M- MJF uh, just because he, he when you look at him, he's ready. When the way he talks, he's ready. When he's in the, the room, he commands the room. Uh, he has all the accolades to be one of the best wrestlers, and he knows how to entertain, knows how to be a, show, a showman. Uh, I just wish he got a bigger spotlight, you know, in a pay-per-view to show what, what he's capable of instead of just being like a valet for yeah. Cody Rose, which I get. It makes sense for their story, but I, I just wish he had more of a, you know, they could have shined more of a microscope on him of what he what his talents is because this dude is, it's like no like no one other like I've ever seen before. And like yeah. I said, I compare this dude to the, this mouth his mouthpiece. I compared it to The Rock. That's how <laughs> good it is, man. So I, I still I believe agree, in him. Yeah, I see. I it. still I see believe it. him being the maybe the future in the future of him being the face of AEW. Who do you think it is right now? Right now, oh man, that's a very good question. Uh, very good question. I can't even answer that right now. I'm be just well, be real with you. Well, right now, honestly, because we when we talked about it, I said uh, I, I could see Moxley potentially because of just how hot he was coming into to AEW at Double or Nothing and just the the all the buzz and you know everyone like WWE fans talking about him, indie fans talking about him, like everybody. I could see that, but you know now with him not being here, like I mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of that has died down, and you know we'll see when he returns, mm-hmm. it'll be big again. But right now, just uh, having seen uh, all out, you know I. Feel I feel like the way that the crowd just loves Cody Rhodes, I feel like mm. to an extent, Cody Rhodes really is the current face of this company. Like just from a from you know, it, it's it's. I think people a lot of people credit Cody as being kind of like the head of this whole thing. Um, and just whenever he shows up, like we talked about the pageantry and everything thing, and whenever Cody's matches happen, I feel like the 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 mood of the pay per views change. Like, it's just something about Cody right now. Like, at Double or Nothing, I actually, you know, talked about in my review of the pay-per-view, I actually wasn't really a huge fan of that card in the beginning. Like, I thought there were some good things happening, but overall, it actually didn't really completely grab me. 
And then Cody's match uh, started up with with uh, with his brother. And right away, I was like, oh, man, OK, something just happened. And I'm all about this now, you know, with the Triple H throne and like breaking that down and just like, you know, the the, the flair for the theatric, like we were talking about earlier, like Cody has it. And that crowd just seems to just be so invested and just so want to see him right now that I think really he is the current face of, of AEW. Um, I think the guy that should be the face of AEW. I can't, it's hard to argue with MJF. You know, I think that MJF is a great pick for a guy who could be the future of AEW. Um, I think that honestly, Kenny Omega, you know, is, is a, is a guy that, that stands out to me. I could see John Moxley uh, being that guy. So those are, those are the kind of guys that I see. Um, but uh, if I had to pick one of those guys for who I, I think is going to be the future, I, I, I think right now uh, it would be a toss up between MJF and Kenny Omega. And I'd probably side with Kenny Omega um, but I can see it like a nice feud between the two of them, really. Uh, but Kenny Omega is the guy that just stands out as like, especially with the story we're talking about, that he's just going to – I could see it. I could see him being the face. I could see him wearing that belt and just being just on top of the world and being such a great face for them to have. And, and as a, as a the, the, the talented wrestler that he is and the, his work on the mic, like he just – I could see him on that mountaintop. So that would be my pick. Uh, what about you, Joe? Man, um, no, I completely agree. Um, completely agree. I think a little bit of a matter is a matter of perspective too, and it may be too soon to even consider casual fans since they're not on TV yet. Um, so if I'm thinking like a smart fan, it's got to be Cody, right? If not the elite as a whole, it's got to be Cody. Um, he's got the the bloodline. He's got the theatrics. So I think there's just something about how yeah, but yeah, how we kind of gravitate to Cody as being the guy. If we're thinking maybe casual fans and then Chris Jericho being being the champion and being the guy to carry them on his back for a while. Um, but eventually, if not the, if, if not Cody, then Kenny Omega um, building up to Kenny as the champion. But even then, you know, no matter who champion is, I just feel like Cody's going to have there's something about Cody that stands out the, the way he presents his character. Um not that he's necessarily putting himself over everybody, but there's a there's a there's a regal way his character is presented. Um, so, yeah, yeah. To put it short, I'm I'm going with Cody, um, and and using his name to to build the name overall. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, and this this will be an evolving thing, I'm sure. You know, as as the you know weeks and we as we get closer to the TNT show, and then once they have the TNT show, we'll really get a good picture of like how they're building everybody up and who they're putting front and center. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, there's they've got some great candidates for that. And uh, overall, I mean, Chris Jericho wearing that belt right now, like he's 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 it, right? He's the guy. You know, he's the money guy for for their main events. And so you know, I, I could see your point there with Chris. Jericho for sure um and Kenny Omega yeah it just seems like that that is it's inevitable those two are on a collision course so I, I definitely see that um and with MJF being that uh, that young stud guy who's just great on the mic and just has all the tools and man can he just captivate a room just with that microphone you know let alone like his work in the ring too is solid so yeah man just they got a they got a great roster of stars so I, I, I'm really excited for everything they got going on and just cannot wait Oh yeah, I got a dark horse candidate too. Now I think about it, listening to you, listening to you. Uh, be on the lookout for Darby Allen. I think he's going to be one of those yeah. cult favorites that I the like fans that. Like really that. get behind. Yeah. Uh, the way he presents himself, I don't know if he'll be the guy, the guy, 
but he'll 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 get a lot of uh, a lot of fans behind him looking for him to be to to have a prominent role um outside of just it. hardcore matches. So I think Darby I Allen has a good chance of being that guy for for the for the hardcore adult fan and also for somebody for the for the young fans to gravitate to yeah. as well being a smaller yeah. guy like with, you know, with a youthful look. I love it. Yeah. Do do like when um what was it fight fight for the fallen he there was something about him when I saw him. He didn't even have that much time in that matchup. It was the six-man tag match that they had. Yeah. But for the moments that he was there, he just captivated that crowd, and he grabbed me, and I was like, man, this dude, he's a superstar. He's got like, He is a superstar. Yeah, he's got he's got something special, definitely. His matchup with Cody Rhodes, you know, that was the first time I'd ever seen him, and yeah. I, he caught me there, too. But it's something to say, like, you can be a part of, you know, this big six-man match and stand out. In, in in like maybe maybe had like a minute of time in the ring, like yeah. actually in the ring, and and still just like I I remember him probably the most out of everybody just for for the the moments that he had and just like his presence and everything. Yeah, so I think that's a great dark horse pick, yeah. man. Like I could see it, I could see it. Yeah, you I definitely can't go man. wrong with that, man, because he definitely, you know, like like you said, he, he emulates a little bit of Jeff Hardy isk. Yeah, uh, he does. So, yeah, yeah, you know that that wild, just though that yellow, basically. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm definitely, you know, I can't go against that pick for Darby Allen, man. I wish I came up with that dark. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance, you know, man. but that's your you idea. So I you <laughs> right, right. You beat me too. <laughs> Damn it. But it, it's all I'll make good, this guest man. spot worth it. Man. This is this is right. This is, this is the reason I've got a three man team now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, so hey, that that's a wrap for all out. So any final thoughts on this before we we get on out of here from uh, talking about this pay per view? All right, man. Well, it was a it was a decent show. It, I say it wasn't better than the double or nothing, uh, mm. but it was still it still had some good shows. I enjoyed the hardcore match. I really enjoyed the the uh, the Young Bucks and uh, Lucha Brothers match. That's probably one of my favorite matches of of that pay per view match of the night for me, man. So. It was definitely fun. Uh, I was definitely excited for the women's divi- women's division for uh, AEW. Now, I was a little bit worried, but when I saw the battle royale, there's pretty much that died quickly. So I was like, "Cool, uh, just get me there." So I'm all excited about AEW uh, future. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, like I said, there were some times where it felt like it went a little long just with the Dark Order tag and, and the women's match right after that. Uh, maybe if you rearrange the car or maybe cut it off the car or maybe just give it less time, you got a much more of a compact show. But I can't complain overall, man. It's just me picking nits, man. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, I'm just going to leave it with tag team wrestling is man. back. Thank you so much, AEW, for what you guys are doing with the tag team division. I am so excited for that. Uh, More of that, please. All right. That's going to do it for our wrap-up of AEW's all-out pay-per-view. For Joe Vane and Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.